0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. It's your boy, Illegal86, back here with you once again with my good friends, Tectic and Nerd Bomber, another Sunday recording. Guess who's back? back, back, back. We usually... Sorry. No, no, you're fine. We are back again. Isn't it... It's fine. Tell all friends. Isn't that one? Isn't that a line? Is it? Tell I, all your friends.
1: I think so, maybe. Tell all your friends.
0: We're back. We're recording again on a Sunday. An afternoon record. We usually do... This is inside baseball here. We usually do a Monday night record, but... Due to various circumstances, we're recording on an offbeat this week, and I think we're all the better for it. The energy is good. The sun is out. Probably not for much longer. (laughs) Happy to happy daylight savings.
1: I thought not to like already go off into a tangent, but I thought daylight savings time was supposed to be like a permanent thing. And to be clear, daylight savings time is the good time where it's lighter, longer into the evening.
0: I never know. And like, I I
1: thought there was like, at least in the United States, there was talk of a bill being passed where daylight savings time would be permanent. What happened to that?
0: First of all, we've talked about this. I guarantee you we've talked about this on the show before, because I think once a year, Two things happen. One, legislation is announced that they're like, we're, we're finally undoing daylight savings time or whatever the bad one is. And then we hear about that and we talk about it on the show. Not as like a main topic, but we talk about daylight savings and we talk about there being legislation, much like we are now.
2: I want to get into politics to go down as the man who saved daylight.
0: That would be a good legacy. I don't think a lot of current politicians are th- are thinking that way, but I think it's good that you are. I, I think. Well, they say like,
1: that daylight savings time and like the time change actually results in like a bunch of health. Not what's the opposite of benefits? As you can tell, daylight savings time has scrambled my brain. Drawbacks. Yes, thank you. Drawbacks. <laughs> like there are more accidents. There are more heart attacks. There are like there's a bunch of random health impacts of the daylight savings time time change.
0: Isn't it? Do do we know? Do we know why? Is it it because of like farmers or is it because of like commerce? I thought it was
1: something to do with farmers. And then at one point there was something to do with school. Either Mm -hmm. way, like I feel like we're far enough into the, are we in the 21st century where we should be able to figure these problems out without having to switch the time of day manually? Like what?
0: How many, how many clocks have you guys needed to reset today?
1: I mean, none. Everything is automatic right now in our house, but the Wait, point your, your oven's states. automatic, oh, hold
0: on.
2: your oven is automatic. I don't know if that has have, had, you you had the time set
1: in like years. I think we just let it blink. Maybe I'm wrong. Tactic, do you set that? Yeah. I don't think I've ever looked at the time I fixed on the, the
2: oven. microwave, and I and I look at both of them and I go, well, one of them's right, and then that's that's the level of caring I have
0: we so I shouldn't say we I fixed ours this morning when I got up, but I did it in such a way where they're a minute off and they're right next to each other. and I looked at it and I was like, I could fix it, but I haven't had my coffee yet, and I'm just gonna let it ride so that's 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 where we are currently i like I, i'm gonna i'm gonna come out and make what i think is a controversial opinion i don't have a huge problem with daylight savings i nerd bomber i know you do you don't get so depressed try and, when try it's dark yourself.
1: in the evening that that's my biggest problem i don't re- like the time change whatever my biggest thing is like having that hour of daylight in the evening on the drive home from work would be clutch
0: i, I just like i think for me I'm a big winter person. I love the winter season. I love the late fall season. This is like my favorite time of year. So whenever daylight savings happens, I'm just like, I don't get like gleeful, but I'm like, this is my favorite time of year. Like it's it's just one of the things that's emblematic of my favorite time of year.
2: You're so. t- you're vaguely touching on where I stand on this. It depends on when in the winter we're at. So that oddball time between Halloween and like before Christmas decorations come up, and then after Christmas decorations go down. And before like March, when it gets sunny again, those suck. Okay. Cause there is no amount of, ah, oh, I love winter that makes it fine. Because what makes the nighttime nice is all of the, the Christmas lights and the festivities. Once we're through that, pff, nobody cares.
1: Hey, Taylor Swift said I can keep the Christmas lights up through January.
2: Yeah, that's not that late.
0: <laughs> I think I, I think I agree. Like the, the doldrum, that's like the doldrum of the season is like the January, February months. Like, I, I don't think I am a night person or like a nocturnal animal or anything like that, but
1: Oh, you're the guy who like gets up willfully at like six o'clock on the weekend. So you're definitely not a night person.
0: Yeah. But like, I don't know, just the, the darkness stuff, like driving home from work in the dark, it doesn't bother me that much. I, I know that's a, that's a controversial take. I think that's a rare take. Like I'm hearing everyone complain about it now and I I get why. Also, speaking of Christmas decorations, and you said like there's like a nebulous time between when Halloween ends and Christmas decorations go up. I'm looking out my window right now and my neighbor is literally putting his Christmas decorations up. Attaboy. Is that too early? I'm like, trying to
2: give it I'm trying to give it at least another week and a half.
1: I yeah. have put up string lights in like my working office and There you go. They're up and that's just that's how it's going to be.
0: I my wife and i plan to do it so our, our schedule this year is a little bit wonky because we're actually going to be traveling for the holidays this year so like as a result you kind of there's an inclination to like kind of shift everything forward a week so you can enjoy like we want to enjoy our decorated house for as long as we did last year so like we will probably I'll i'll own this we'll probably decorate our house next weekend at the latest the weekend after
2: that
1: i fully approve of and this plan
0: some people would say that's too early yeah, that's, I, again that's I why i said a week and that. a half
2: but, because we travel every thanksgiving and it's that exact philosophy
0: yeah i'm also like i'm finding this year more so than other years i'm really i got a lot of ducks in a row for like christmas gifts i want to buy for people but return windows like i think they are technically open now but they're like barely open so i'm trying to hold off on buying stuff like i think a lot of places have a 60-day return window So, and I'm trying to respect that in case people hate what I get them. But I'm like, I'm ready to go. That's the point I'm trying to make. I'm like, the engine's running and I'm ready to just dive into the holiday season. We have a few weeks to go before I can like formally do that without getting the side eye from people. But this podcast is a safe space. I can, I can talk about it here. We have some stuff to get through today. We got a movie trailer, a show trailer, and a game trailer. The the big three, a classic trifecta for the podcast. We're going to be talking about Ryan Gosling, who's currently maybe you could argue at the height of his powers. We're going to be talking about the MCU, which has been in the news a lot and not, not for great reason. That's not really what we're talking about in the context of the MCU, but we'll, we'll talk about the latest show trailer that just came out. It's getting a lot of buzz. And then we're going to talk about Nerd Bomber's favorite game franchise, which is that, first of all, is that, would you say that's a fair statement, Nerd Bomber?
1: I think it's up there. It's pretty close. Like It might be closely tied with Mass Effect. But I think Kingdom Hearts definitely has, like, more childhood nostalgia. So it's probably... If I had to, like, square it down to one, probably Kingdom Hearts. Also, I also forget about Pokemon.
0: But, like, Kingdom Hearts is up there. Let's start with Kingdom Hearts. So let, let, let's start with... We got a trailer for Kingdom Hearts Missing Link, which currently is in closed beta testing. You you can be recruited to be a tester for this. This is a, a mobile game coming soon to iOS Android. I believe it's coming January of next year. We got a trailer for this. First of all, I think... This is the first time I've seen a game build as I believe it was GPS action RPG. Now, does GPS stand for like what GPS always stands for in that context like is, is I it basically so. just the way of them saying You're, we're going to be using your location to like
2: make the game? Yes, I you Pokemon know, like, Go meets Kingdom Hearts.
1: I don't it's definitely not Pokemon Go, but I think there's definitely GPS enabled things going on here because they did make a point in this trailer to say like explore the world without leaving your couch which i'm so i'm confused like the gps is coming into play but it's definitely very like map and world based and from what it seems like as you explore the world or something like that like you get fragments of disney characters to use in battle 100 percent not clear but It looks like there's some element, you know, merging real world location or at least a real world map with what's happening in this game, which is kind of an interesting take because especially if you look at the, you know, the after credits scene, I guess this is a a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't played Kingdom Hearts 3 yet, but this, the game has been out for a while, but there is, you know, Sora finds himself in this world that's very reflective of the real world and japan and so i'm wondering if they're going to start tying now kingdom hearts as a franchise more into the real world and this is kind of like the first step to do so
0: it's always been interesting to me so like yeah worth noting you know this has the classic kingdom hearts there's disney characters abound in this like we see baymax simba ariel bunch of others yeah I, I agree with you nerd bomber that like you know they talk about the gps and, and the the world roaming elements doing it from your couch and tactic I, I my initial inclination was what yours is which is like oh it's pokemon go but if you're on your couch the whole time it's not exactly pokemon go right so it's 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 a little bit confusing in that regard well, pokemon i also want to go
2: make... you can you could do a lot with it on your couch i think it's going to be the the gps is going to give you it's going to take the app from ordinary to extraordinary it's just a little bit extra. Well, speaking of
0: extraordinary, the the trailer features a castle. And I'm looking at if you go to like the Kingdom Hearts Missing Link webpage, it's just a big picture of this castle, which would not be it's not structurally sound. It would be able to stand up in real life. It's <laughs> I mean, like we're talking about top-heavy.
1: the video game world for sure. Like, yeah, that architecture might not like I mean, there's like floating castles. There's I don't know. The gummy ships that you build in the game structurally probably wouldn't be able to fly in real life either. It does look really cool. I do like the fact that this is an introduction of, you know, new characters, a new storyline. It's supposed to be like the lost storyline. At least that's kind of the vibe that I was getting from the trailer here. And I kind of like that because... It's kind of Kingdom Hearts right now has a little bit of the Star Wars problem where everything, even, you know, all of the random weird side DS games and mobile games all eventually tie back into Sora's quest as it kind of does, like as it should, I guess. but. It would be neat to see how other people not necessarily linked to Sora and like the lore behind Kingdom Hearts as we know it now. Like what is happening with those people? Like give us a story of like I said kind of like with Star Wars, it's a very vast universe. There's so many Disney properties, there's so many different planets in the Kingdom Hearts universe. It's an interesting take to see people who aren't necessarily connected to the Sora story.
2: I'm I'm so well, I'm so glad that you said that. I and I couldn't agree more. This needs to be completely detached from the Kingdom Hearts chronology that we know and love. I'm I'm tired of watching YouTube videos every time I pick up a new Kingdom Hearts
1: where everybody's Xanort or Sora. Yes, <laughs> like yeah. Give us characters who aren't Xehanort. Give us characters who aren't Sora. Give us just like a different story with the world of kingdom hearts and disney characters that is a very clutch thing like at first when i saw that they were going to introduce a new world and they didn't show disney characters at first i was like oh no they're going to d disney kingdom hearts as a franchise like at least these side games and i'm really glad they didn't do that because that is i think what makes kingdom hearts stand out from you know your final fantasies because otherwise it just becomes another final fantasy game i did not show up to the kingdom hearts franchise for final fantasy lore i showed up for the disney lore and i think disney needs to still continue to be a crucial part of this franchise
0: moving forward using star wars as a touch point yeah i think that's a good comparison but like if that comparison falls all the way through i wouldn't hold my breath about them like moving fully away from the sora storyline i don't know anything definitely, about definitely parts but like they
1: aren't like they already showed he's going to be coming back and the future of the games like the next cycle of games but at least having like a side game that isn't necessarily connected it's kind of like what we wanted to see with the disney plus shows in the star wars universe like give and me an option for the that, most part yeah it didn't
0: get. yeah we haven't seen that like it's it's that's my point is like star wars is like oh this isn't gonna be about the skywalker saga anyways here's luke it's like no i don't want like i want like when the when when luke showed up on the mandalorian like yes that was Cool. It was a cool scene, but I was also like, "Come on!" Like, even when Baby Yoda first used the Force, I was like, "Come on, no Jedi!" Like, it's can, can you do one thing without Jedi? Like, I think that would be interesting to watch. It seems like they are fully incapable of doing that. You could make the argument that Andor had has done it, and look how successful Andor was. You know, like it's just I don't know. That's a whole other topic in and of itself. But they, I would expect Kingdom Hearts to do much the same thing. Be like, this is a this is a unique story that has all new characters and no links to, and then they're gonna like halfway through be like, anyways back to business and i don't know that, that would that'd be frustrating to me my mobile game experience is basically zero given that i am not a kingdom hearts guy clearly that wasn't already clear like this isn't going to be where i get into mobile games but i just nerd bomber i believe you have been a mobile game person to minimal extent at some point pokemon uh, go is
1: like about the the crux of it i mean i tried like stupid stuff and if you play clash of clans like Apologies in advance, but like that, like I... You have that
0: Fallout game. There was like a Fallout thing that you were really into at one point. I did play that, but I
1: didn't play that on my phone. So that is the, that is the one thing. So like that game, Fallout Shelter, they ported that to consoles and I think it was on the Switch. It was definitely on the Xbox because I was playing it on Xbox, I believe, but it was on PC. And I guess that is one thing that i'm very confused about and i'm assuming because this is only on iphone too this isn't on android from what i can gather
0: no this 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 is on both oh iOS is it and android yeah okay yeah.
1: so i guess i just don't understand why you don't take the extra step and at least port it to the switch you know like i struggle with playing things on my phone because right now i have the iphone 15 my battery life is fantastic but on my old iphone before i got this new one I couldn't even like open Twitter for more than five minutes without my battery, like having. And so why we're tying this to I've only never, mobile, I, like I've I don't get it. I've never understood it. I don't get I've it. I've never
0: understood it. And like, I think mobile games too, like it's, lest we forget, like back when Blizzard, people thought they were going to announce Diablo 4 and they announced the mobile people game instead. People were like, people were super pissed. Like no one is ever excited for a mobile game like even i think the most ardent kingdom hearts fans probably saw this and were like i don't really care like they might play it but they're not they're not going to be excited about it and i do wonder a lot about like why are square enix's dev resources being poured into a mobile game the the answer is probably money and like microtransactions being in this game or to some extent like that i assume that's what the whole business model is but it's not exciting right i i Don't think it's going too far to say it's not exciting.
2: Why I tend to agree with Nerd Bomber in that this is going to be something completely disconnected is mobile games. I think they do have their place in the gaming community, but they are what I like to call disposable games. There's no real story to them. You can play them. You get tired of them. You're not really any better off when I say better off, like emotionally better off. You're not left with anything when you're done playing them. You just uninstall it and move on to the next thing. And that, that's all this is going to be. They have their place. It's probably going to be fun. But like, no story development. None. I did, Yeah.
1: If I could play this on my Switch or my Steam Deck or anything like that, like, I understand that that takes development time, but how hard could that possibly be? I just feel like it can't be that hard.
2: Well, the difference is mobile games, you're more likely to bank on microtransactions, whereas on yeah. your Switch, people get people are more boisterous about those things
1: okay then put it on steam though like look at marvel snap that started as a mobile game but i think it's slowly starting like it's on steam at least it's slowly starting to hit other console options i don't know i just i will never get behind solely mobile games that aren't like if it's something that i can't just pull up so like pokemon go is a good example of something i will pull up for like five minutes at a time you know i open it at a location i look around for pokemon i take a gym, and then I close it. And I'm only playing it for five minutes at a time. I just don't know if our phones are at a place yet in terms of battery life and and longevity, where we can support like hour long gaming sessions on a phone. And also like controls can't possibly be that good either. I don't know, maybe I'm too old school. And I just like a tactile controller. But that's just
0: me. I think too a lot about like games, because we've seen games before come out that they're like, they're basically trying to do what pokemon go does if i was a game developer pokemon go is a huge success it has staying power people are still people are still playing it everywhere it's they got there first they did an amazing job with it and to be another developer and to come in and say we're going to do it better or even that much different i just watched it was a little
2: bit like hubris to me did you know that the harry potter world did something shortly after pokemon go released theirs did you know that i didn't know that exactly exactly like it's that's my point is like it it almost feels like you're
0: just kind of inject white noise into you know uh an area of gaming where pokemon go is king and will always be king i don't know maybe that's cynical of me but it feels like quite a move to do that so i i'm definitely inclined to agree i think to go the extra mile to port this to at least like the switch or steam or something i think would have gone a long way but that's not the way that they went and instead they have gone the way of putting it on android and ios in january of next year currently closed beta they're accepting testers they're recruiting testers until november 19th so if you're interested go check out the deets kingdomhearts.com so let's let's move from video games into television and we'll, we'll finish off with movies so echo if you're watching this sh- if you're listening to this show you've probably by now at least heard about this because i know when the trailer dropped for this miniseries earlier this week it made a lot of waves i think i i've i've seen a lot of comparisons to Andor in a sense like people think this could be the marvels Andor in terms of like shows that are actually successful because i think it could be argued they haven't really had a show that's been super successful yet this looks it's also you know it looks darker and grittier and it's i think it's tvma is what i think i believe it is because at the I end of the trailer, the trailer it
1: says like make sure you set your account to 18 plus or whatever
0: yeah I don't know I I believe this character was introduced in Hawkeye so like yeah. you guys I think already have some exposure to this character, this character. I've, I've have done. you still not so,
1: watched Hawkeye
0: no I probably Dude, won't tis
1: the season <laughs> it was like I said for you I think this would Hawkeye would probably be the better one like if you don't watch anything else from the MCU moving forward Hawkeye just felt very much. Christmassy, and i think you would enjoy that this time of year
2: marvel does actually a good job at making non-superhero superhero superhero movies
1: i agree with that
2: when once you add the element of superhero it becomes it feels virtually detached from reality and they almost you almost guarantee it's gonna oh there's this tie-in from this one episode of this one thing but for whatever reason with shows like hawkeye they managed to stay grounded and keep it very much on its own thing because when it's not super nat- supernatural or superheroes well it can be right it's not this big cataclysmic event that is shaking around well, the world
0: did they not though did hawkeye not set up the quote-unquote next hawkeye
1: well yeah did it
0: but- not introduce a character that's gonna get their own show and like that's that's what bothers me is well, the point that they're like are right, the- always planning for the next thing like it's I, i'm not gonna watch that i'm not gonna watch this I, I, i'm just done like I, this was fine. Like,
1: if you go into Hawkeye even con- like thinking it's a bottle episode you don't care about the future of the MCU, it is just a really good like almost consider it a buddy comedy cuz that is what it is. It's a buddy action comedy. Forget about the setup for the next phase of the MCU. They don't even know if they're going to do that anyway. Now they're planning on potentially bringing back Tony Stark and Wanda from the dead. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Like and uh and Black Widow. Yeah. Like, like
1: we don't know if they're going to move forward with that anyway. So if you just watch this and your proclivity for action movies that aren't supernatural i think you would actually like hawkeye i really do so
0: counterpoint you know what else was supposed to be a buddy action comedy no falcon and the winter soldier (laughs) so but then, like, again
1: that's where you're getting into superheroes again because they have superpowers this is not that
0: does does hawkeye i'm sorry i'm being argumentative but does hawkeye not have superpowers
1: no he's just a really good archer it's then you haven't been paying attention to mcu lore
0: yeah hawkeye has superpowers no he does I'm, not break he look at has super aim he but has super it's aim. not
1: a superpower he's just a really good archer as is the new hawkeye they're not they do not have superpowers i promise you. it's semantics it is it's not semantics.
2: semantics i think we are closely touching on what the contest requirements are going to be when Illegal fails, the trivia.
0: Yes. <laughs> I mean... And the sad part is, the, he's going to enjoy is.
2: it.
1: He's going to enjoy it. And you're it. going
2: to have to make a react video, because last time we did this, there was no react video that could really, like, give our Patreons a little extra juge. It's, it's worth it.
1: I just, I know you're going to like it, and that's not even a great punishment, but I feel like that is a good punishment, because... You'll have to eat. We pro. could
2: physically have him watch it at gunpoint if we want to raise the stakes. I think but...
0: you're I think you're very drastically overestimating the power that this show has for me to like it.
1: Like I said, I just know your proclivity for cheesy action movies that don't feature superpowers. He's I...
2: snickering because of the last time we did this to him where he had to watch something and he I bet you every time he secretly enjoys it. He's he's you're one of those people that are like, oh, man, chocolate's terrible. I would hate to eat chocolate. Wink. Wink.
0: Look, I I will go into Hawkeye with an open mind. If that is what the punishment is, I think you guys are also really not considering how much of a nothing thing Hawkeye was. Like it came and went. No one even talked about Hawkeye. <laughs> like everyone
2: we no one talked even about said it was Hawkeye.
0: You Hawkeye, guys did. I, I didn't, I didn't hear anyone deal. else say
2: it was any. I didn't hear anyone else say it was any good. You didn't ask. Like, you didn't care about it.
1: Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do the Rotten Tomato test right now. The, the Tomato yourself. meter.
0: It has a ninety-two. Moderate, the, 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 I'll I'll save the, you the time. It has a ninety-two. To her,
1: Is that critics or regular people?
0: Probably both. It looks it like no, it looks like it's critics, but I'm on Wikipedia looking at it. So it's
2: all actually have to actually go to the eighty eight percent eighty eight ninety two. You know what? This this settles it. Hawkeye is a Christmas show. And anything it, it with, is. and, it is and, and Kingpin, Kingpin, Santa Claus. That's why they're releasing this next one.
1: I think the reason why Echo, like Echo has gotten the most positive reception out of any trailer that I've seen dropped from the MCU in a long time, basically since Hawkeye, I think. And I think the reason why is because, again, they're getting away from the weird multiverse bullshit. Like it is, it just looks like a grounded, gritty show and there's no like you don't necessarily even need to know anything else about the mcu you could drop into this show have a vague understanding of oh kingpin is a new york city kingpin gangster guy and not need to do any other homework
0: i'll commit to watching it if it's the punishment there's no other way it's watching
2: keep keep in mind it's watching hawkeye and echo
0: I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if you no, can I think subscribe me Hawkeye- two shows for punishment. That seems a little heavy. If you want to subscribe me, Hawkeye, that's that's your right as a as quiz winners.
1: It feels like you go into like i am kind of over the mcu as well right but when things come out that don't look terrible or interconnected to some weird multi-dimensional multiverse nonsense i will give things credit where it's due and it feels like you're just at a point where you're like if it says mcu anywhere in it it's trash goodbye is that a fair assessment
2: i want to be clear here nerd Uh, yeah I i won't
0: i won't deny that i won't deny that but it's because they made me that way like be fair like, okay but then how, how are
1: you not that way with like the bajillionth tom cruise movie
0: because they're not in
2: a multiverse it's a totally different thing
1: but like neither is hawkeye and neither is Echo. i want to be clear
2: here too hawkeye Nerd is, Bomber is not MCU. not a hardcore marvel fan she's basically that that one clip in that movie i'm drawing a blank where he's like fuck you fuck you fuck you you're cool fuck you fuck
1: that's accurate
2: it's just i mean i i
0: get the point that you're trying to make i just you have to understand why i have not watched hawkeye and why i don't want to watch hawkeye it's part of it's part of the mcu regardless of whether it feels different or it is different it's part of the mcu it has ties to other things if i want out like i cut ties very specifically with the mcu it was a wholesale maneuver like it has it has that connective tissue if it's if it feels different and is different that's that's to its credit. That's a good thing. But that's why I haven't watched it. Echo. Getting back to the the topic of this, like Echo looks to be, I think, trying to do the same sort of thing. It's, I don't know much about her character's biography, but like it looks like she is, you know, a very down to earth, gritty fighter. It looks like people are going to die in this. Like it looks very, it looks pretty intense. People are excited about it, and I I agree that relative to other MCU stuff and with the MCU and the current tailspin that it's in, it looks like it could be a refreshing a breath of fresh air also love that all the episodes are apparently going to come out at once i think that's a really good thing
1: yeah i don't think disney plus shows like i think they've realized they don't have the clout anymore based on like everything that they've done across all of their different properties to release episodically anymore like they have to kind of bank on binge watching because so far regardless of what property it is disney plus shows have not necessarily been good enough to keep you coming back week after week
0: yeah i let me use a current example. I know you guys watched this. I think you liked it. Goosebumps. It's not, it's just not, first of all, it's not done yet. As we record this, we are not fully caught up with it yet.
1: If you're about to hate on Goosebumps, don't make I me think no. I think we're are out. No, are you serious? How many episodes it's, did you watch?
0: I think we watched five or six. I think we watched five. Really? I think, I think we're- And
1: you're out. Interesting.
0: At this point, well, at this point, we're committed enough where we might see it through. But like, man, I got, I got some bones to pick with that show. We don't have to do that now. But there's parts that are good. There's parts that are good.
1: Do you hate fun? Like, do you turn your I brain don't off? Hate do fun. you look at things with too critical of an aspect where you can't enjoy them for what they are? It feels like you hate fun.
0: Here's what the problem is with Goosebumps. Uh, or maybe you could argue, maybe it's what my problem is. When I hear that a show called Goosebumps is coming out and I watch it, my immediate inclination, and I think this is an inclination for a lot of people, is to draw a comparison with the old show. If you ask me right now after watching five episodes, I think the old show is better in almost every respect. The the only respect I would, I think Justin Long is great. I think he's been the best part of it. The, I also want to specifically shout out the child acting in goosebumps as being absolutely horrific. The main character in that show. I don't know what he did to get that part. I don't know what his, I don't know what the guy's name is. I'm not going to like put him on blast by name, but the football guy, you guys know who I'm talking about, right? He's probably the worst actor ever. <laughs> Other people in it are great, but he takes me out of the show whenever he opens his mouth. I will that say he doesn't get Might butter. be a little harsh,
2: but, but I think does, you are yeah. being a little harsh.
1: <laughs> I think if you... Have you watched the old Goosebumps lately?
0: Probably within the last couple of years. I don't remember exactly when I did. One of the Halloweens recently, I watched a couple of episodes. The other thing, and I think another thing that makes the old one great is they're not and this is kind of again a point with i guess ties in a little bit with my feelings on the mcu the old episodes of that show there was an episode about the haunted mask and it had a cast of characters and they would get into some kind of hijinks related to the haunted mask then it would end the next episode different thing all new people it was like it was almost like black mirror and i think that made it way more compelling this is like five spooky things are happening at once to five kids okay so then you got you just gotta keep
2: going it. it just keep going it feels like it jumped the shark but just keep going it'll all make sense
0: i know what's coming well i have a sense of what's. you don't know i'm far i'm far enough in to have a pretty good idea of what's happening i don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't watched it yet but i don't know like
1: i don't know if the bottle episode format of the old goosebumps along with the campiness that it had would work for today I I think we're looking at it with rose-colored glasses because that was the TV show formula of the time. I don't think that would work today. And I think that they're doing a pretty decent job kind of dragging it into the 21st century for today's audiences.
0: Well, so the other thing I will say about Goosebumps is that I'm definitely not the audience. The audience for Goosebumps is at least 10 years younger, probably 15 years younger. So that may be part of why I don't like it either. And that's obviously not the show's fault. But... I don't know. It's just not for me. Like my wife and I might keep going, but after the last episode, we were just like, this is, this is not any good anymore. Like I will say the first couple episodes, I was like pretty into it. And then it might've been when we got to the worms. The worm episode was bad. I thought the worm episode was bad. I don't know. I just think, I think there's so much, so much better stuff out there, but that's again, a a side point here. Echo might be good. Like echo, echo looks like a relatively fast pitch uh, for, for, for Disney plus. I think people are very excited about it and I understand why. It's not going to be something that I watch, but it's it's different if nothing else. And as we've as we've discussed, as I think we both agreed on that's that's an important thing. Don't think it's going to draw me back, but yeah. That this is also I believe January of 2024 this is coming out. So that's going to be wild a big month for like, things we talk about. When on the I show. keep
1: seeing things that are going to be coming out in 2024, I'm like, "Oh wow, that's so long from now." And then I'm like, "No, it's like 2 months from now." And I hate that.
0: It does seem to be approaching more quickly than i would than i would like so yeah kingpin's coming back coming back for this uh it looks like daredevil i'm looking at like the cast on wikipedia It looks like daredevil is back which doesn't particularly surprise me but yeah that'll be in january you should go watch the trailer if you haven't already it looks again very very grounded very dark very gritty all of which i think are are good things so that brings us to the midpoint of the episode we're going to take a short break now and come back to talk a little bit about fall guy not fall guys some people may make that mistake not the video game different thing before we take our break though i would be remiss if i did not shout out our fantastic patreon producer mr stephen keller steven has been supporting us for quite a while now on the show he listens to me hate on the mcu pretty regularly i think and as a reward for for sitting through that he, and and for supporting us he gets a number of perks of course access to the monthly secret segment and the vlog input into the weekly game segment the occasional guest spot on the show and of course his producer shout out every episode he gets all these things as a result of his support at the highest of our three levels of support on patreon that is the night level there is also a squire level which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog and a page level which gets you access to the monthly secret segment for the details on any and all of those levels of support you can head over to patreon.com onlinewarriorspodcast online warriors podcast say hi to us say hi to steven over there consider giving back to the show if you're enjoying what you're listening to we'll take a short break now before we come back to talk about fall guys so we'll see you in a minute looking for a podcast all about nerdom want a podcast with an emphasis on representation
1: the nerd alternative is the podcast for you join me ram
0: me hassan and me Levi
1: three black british nerds tackling the pop culture we love and sharing why we love them the nerd alternative a sweet melting pot of all things nerdy
0: all right the fall guy 2024 again march 2024 is, this is coming out so actually still kind of a little bit far away it's not like january like the other two things we talked about but we got a trailer for this movie this past week. Ryan Gosling kind of headlining this movie along with Emily Blunt, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Winston Duke. Apparently Hannah Waddingham is in this, according to Google. I don't think I saw her in the trailer at any point, but maybe I missed her. This is uh, ostensibly, this is about a stuntman who has to save the main actor in the movie he's stunting for from some sort of danger. And also he is in love with Emily Blunt who is the director. Y- yeah, I'm all I'm in on this. I thought, I thought this looked
2: great. When I say watching nerd bomber watch this was a experience in its own in its own right it was her face was an emotional roller coaster so prior to watching this we had talked about how wh- where we believe action movies stands within the genre of movies and my philosophy is you can't have good good action movies it's really just the franchisification that destroys them but mm-hmm nerd bomber stances action movies have really kind of become this this situation of disbelief where it's just one guy beats the crap out of 27 guys and it's super unlikely and kind of
1: specifically my opinion my specific opinion was that we're getting to a point with action movies where they're relying on crazy action sequences of dudes who are over 40 taking on fully armed sometimes even armored dudes like 1v20 and somehow winning with no really good writing or character development. And they're skirting by on that. And it feels like the lowest common denominator in terms of filmmaking at this point. And I was very excited when we started watching this trailer that it's like, it feels like it's subverting that a little bit. But then about halfway through the trailer...
2: It subverts.
1: Yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> Which, "Come yeah. on!" Which,
2: like, I disagree that it unsubverted it. If anyone's gonna have these, like, over the t- the fighting, I agree with that. It it's silly, but like the over the top jumping off of these buildings. If anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be the stunt guy.
1: And that was fine, but it was like specifically the moment I think where my face fell fail- fell a little bit and I groaned was when he whipped two champagne bottles out of an ice bucket and use that to take on like a circle of men. And I was just like, you had the opportunity to have a more grounded, funny, well-written action movie. And you had to do that? Like, yeah.
2: I have a a strange feeling that we only saw just a tiny iota of that full scene and that there was other things at play to help him. Because one guy doing all this, like fighting out of nowhere with virtually no training, right? Because men they're not really trained to fight; they're trained to make it look like a fight, uh, which, is a, which is a different thing. It's different.
0: I think it made. I'm not sure that's that's true. I don't know, but I. So first of all, let me agree with you. Like I think that, like as someone who has watched a bunch of the John Wick movies and liked them, like those are u- a unique property because you go in knowing what you're going to get. Right, you're going to get. Like you said, not really much or any story. You're going to get him fighting his way through a bunch of guys in a very improbable way. But because of the way it's shot, because of the way it's coordinated stunt-wise, it's still super exhilarating to watch. I agree that this movie should not be that. I agree that I think Ryan Gosling's major strength, as has been revealed recently, is in his comedic timing and his comedic sensibilities. The first half of this trailer, I totally agree looked more compelling than the second half i think the first half of this trailer really leans a little bit more on you know he's a stuntman what are the ins and outs of that he has a relationship with his director what are the ins and outs of that and then you get the action plot which i totally agree takes you out of it i think this should be i'm surprised this is not a summer movie this feels like a summer movie to me releasing it in march feels like an interesting move but i'm excited for this if only because of the the pedigree of the director so D- david leach is directing this the thing he most recently did which i think you guys saw and i saw was bullet train which bullet train was a very well crafted action comedy to me i'm not sure it was particularly like memorable or wadded but for what it was like let me give you another like i i watched it on a plane it was the best plane movie ever i think fall guy would probably be a really good plane movie it's not gonna knock your socks off with story that's probably not necessarily what it's trying to do. But I think Ryan Gosling can carry it. The extent to which they go full John Wick in the action scenes, I agree the trailer made it look like they're going to go full John Wick with it. But then at the end of the trailer, he's also like putting his bruised fist into the ice in a drink, which is like, again, a very comedic beat that John Wick is never going to have. So I agree that I think the balance they strike there is critical. I'm not willing to give up on them striking the wrong yeah that's that's where i'm at i I, I
1: mean like i'm still this is probably the most excited i've been for an action or even action adjacent movie in a long time just for the comedic timing and the upfront part of this trailer alone so like i'm going to watch this because that gave me enough faith in the movie i just my point is more so i really hope they don't jump the shark too badly because i don't think that's where the strength of this movie lies
2: yeah
0: i can i can definitely get behind that like this is not it should not try to be a John Wick. It shouldn't even try to be like a Mission Impossible. It should more so be a bullet train or even like, I guess, The Nice Guys wasn't exactly this kind of movie, but like The Nice Guys was a buddy cop action comedy with Ryan Gosling where like people still to this day are talking about that movie and that came out in like 2017, but they talk about it constantly as like a very underrated action comedy movie if it's gonna be half of that movie it's gonna be a huge success
2: i think you nailed exactly what it should be a fun summer blockbuster
0: yeah like i said march seems really weird but they it's possible this got shuffled around because of covid like we're still seeing the ripples of that it could have been shuffled around because of all the strikes who who even knows but another movie that david leach directed was hobbs and shaw which that movie was ridiculous but it was also super fun I I guess, like, I I think I'm very willing to believe in the people in this movie to make it more than anything a fun movie and and like not not take itself too seriously especially if they get into those john wick like action scenes if you don't take yourself seriously during those scenes they fall apart john wick is again very unique because during those scenes where he's shooting 20 guys you're watching going this is ridiculous but there's so much buy-in from keanu reeves and the people making that movie as taking it seriously that it somehow just like transcends that and if only because the execution is really fun to watch. But yeah, this movie should not try to be that. I don't think it's gonna be.
1: See, it's funny. I think we are definitely buzzkills for different types of things. Cause like, you're over here like, goosebumps is not for me, MCU, immediate no. And I'm just like, this action movie required me to suspend disbelief, immediately you no. Know. But I don't think I'm the target audience. And like, at risk of potentially starting an online discourse, I don't want to necessarily start. I don't know if most action movies are made for women i don't i think they they are very very That's much so like it is true I, power fantasy feels a little bit too harsh of a of a term but a lot of them feel like men power fantasies and i just that doesn't hit with me and it's so tough
0: well you, you i think you nailed it too when you said before like so many action movies nowadays are like a guy who's like 50 beating up a ton of fellas and then like going to get his who-
1: hot smoking <laughs> like who's 18 like 18 year old 20 yeah she's like <laughs>
0: 20 years younger than he is it's like yeah you can pretty easily see the transparency in that and see that it's like some kind of weird wish fulfillment right like i i, I do think that most action movies are you are probably not the target audience for it there are ex- exceptions to that rule of course i'm not even saying that this is one of them but i think it's totally and then it's totally reasonable take is like well, Are so you the target like, audience for this? To at least wonder, I think, is a reasonable take.
1: I think this movie, like I said, the first half of it really got me because it seemed like there was actually some, like, story development and character development happening. So, like, I'm going to watch this because, like I said, I think this feels like it, it will offer me more than your standard action movie.
0: Yeah, it's going to live and die by by Gosling, what Gosling does in it, you know? And if you're going to bet on anyone right now... Bet he, on Gosling. He's maybe the, he's maybe the guy, so... Yeah, I think I think this, this this could really be something. We'll know March first of twenty twenty four. Also, this is based on a TV show from the nineteen eighties, which interesting. I have never I've never once heard of it, but uh, maybe someone out there has. Let us know what you thought of this trailer, any of the trailers we talked about before. At OW eighty six is my handle on Twitter slash X. We also have at OW at OW Nerd in our main show account at Online Warriors One. Let's have a conversation about the Fall Guy, about Echo, about. Kingdom Hearts, Missing Link, about anything you really want, you know, we're, we're available. But now let's move into one of my favorite parts of the show. What are you up to Wednesday? Where we talk about what each and every one of us has been up to for the past week. I'm going to kick us off here just because I think mine's going to be kind of short. A whole lot of my free time has been spent playing Alan Wake Remastered. I've talked about this on the show before, so I won't belabor the point. I think most of what I've said before about the game kind of still hold true at this point. Various metrics lead me to believe I'm about two-thirds of the way through, so I'm, I'm getting towards the end. It has not at all deterred me from going and getting Alan Wake 2. I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I know I'm going to play it at some point. This game, it's very story-driven. The story is very good. The remaster is very choppy. <laughs> the cutscenes are, in particular, like, they're remastered, but the character animations were not remastered at all. So it just it just, it just, looks a little bit like a, you know, Xbox 360-era game at, at a lot of points, which is not, not the worst thing. The combat, I will say as I get this far, it's the combat remains satisfying. And I think the difficulty level is which is one of the most important things in this kind of game, is very well dialed in where I am feeling the strain at, at certain points. I do, you know, take a death occasionally, but I'm not getting overly frustrated when I have to replay a single, you know, a single scene from it a few times. The combat does have the tendency slash danger to get a little bit repetitive. They will introduce Sprinkle little new things in, I think, at the right times to keep it a little bit fresh. But because of how rudimentary the combat system is, just by design. It, it occasionally does start to fall a little bit flat and feel a little bit stale, but then the story tends to pick it back up. So I'm rounding the final bend on that. I probably will finish it this week, at which point I don't know what's next for me video game wise. But yeah, the main thing I wanted to mention is that I've, I've really been enjoying that.
1: Would you pick up Alan 2 Wake or Alan Wake 2 next? Would you just like roll right into it? <laughs>
0: Alan 2 Wake. <laughs> no, No, mostly because I'm cheap, though, because that's like it's, it's still a $70 situation and also like could be a Christmas gift situation. Like I'm I'm not feeling I'm like... Don't get me wrong. I'm really enjoying Alan Wake, but I'm also not going to be like super desperate to pick up Alan Wake too when I'm when I'm done. If only because I might also want a change of pace in some way.
1: You know what I so, hear is a, a really good offering that I know you have in your backlog because somebody let you borrow it.
0: Yeah, God of War. Yeah, that's, that's definitely that's definitely in the in the hierarchy at this point. I. Almost picked that up right before Alan Wake went on sale. Then Alan Wake went on sale.
1: Oh, I'm so excited! I'm like
0: So dancing
1: in my seat. You'll you'll love it if you play it.
0: So be on the lookout for for that. But yeah, otherwise not a whole lot, not a whole lot going on with me to be honest. It's been super nice. I slept in today, and with daylight savings, that was like a double sleep in. Ooh, so, yeah, good times. Yeah, Nerd Bomber, why don't you uh, continue on for us?
1: So I'm still continuing to play Starfield, which. I finished an entire faction quest line. I've still kind of more or less abandoned the main storyline at the moment. And I really dug deep. Like, There's multiple different governments and factions in the game. And each of them have their own kind of like, quest line that you can follow that isn't necessarily related to their government, but just is an interesting storyline. And the one that I'm working or was working on, I actually just finished it last night, had to do with these alien species that take out entire cities colonies planets worth of people and had to figure out you know where they were coming from how we can stop them scientifically all that kind of good stuff and just get really drawn into it so so far i'm enjoying that i know some, like i said i think i mentioned this before some people are complaining about the writing i haven't really noticed like it's very standard rpg writing fare i don't know exactly what people are expecting This feels very Fallout-esque. I mean, I don't know. I'm having a good time figuring out the shipbuilder, wasting a lot of time in the shipbuilder. I don't know. So far, I think I've put like... It's not
0: wasted time if you're enjoying it. Yeah. You know?
1: I put, I think, like 24 hours into the game. Like, it's something that I pick up, and I don't even necessarily know if I'm doing anything specifically. Like, there's a lot of times where I'm just bopping around a planet, and then I'll look up, and like a few hours have passed. I'm like, oh, okay. But I do have to give another major shout out to the Steam Deck and Xbox Cloud Gaming because the experience on Steam Deck and Cloud Gaming is chef's kiss, phenomenal. I've not really had any issues. It feels like I'm playing on my standard console. I'm just, it's in the palm of my hand. So, good experience overall. And then I finished another, a book called The Book of Longings by Sue Monk Kidd. Might not be everybody's cup of tea, especially like it is a historical book surrounding the fictional wife of Jesus. So like, depending on where you fall on the political spectrum, what your beliefs are, like it might not be your cup of tea. But even just from like a historical perspective, it was just a very interesting read. I enjoyed it quite a lot. So that, especially as we're like nearing the holidays it felt very fitting i've had it on my bookshelf for a while because i think it came out a few years ago and i've had it sitting around because sumon kid wrote the secret life of bees as well which was a phenomenon a while back so it had been on my to be read pile and i finally read it so that, that was the thing and i did
0: cheers yeah it's almost holiday reading season mm-hmm. hype
2: hype for your boy
1: yep
0: cool cool Tactic, do you want to round us out here?
2: Absolutely. So I have been living my best life. Those who li- those of you who listen to the show, you know we have just had plans every weekend. It's been exhausting. Not not this weekend, guys. I Played Spider Man all weekend, still loving it. It's a fantastic game. It might even rival Game of the Year, but there's more games that I'm trying to play while the weather's cold and we're getting through the rest of 2023. So TBD on that front. And also, I broke out the bread man. It's that time of the year where we break out the bread man, make homemade oh bread back. Oh yeah, it is. So yeah, I made some dough, made some homemade pizza, and it freaking slapped. So, like I said, living my best life. Spider Man, homemade pizza. What more can you ask for?
0: Cheers, man. Happy, uh, happy November. Cool.
2: Well, that brings us to the final section of the show,
0: in which, if history is any indication, I will faceplant really hard in a quiz and be forced to to watch Hawkeye as a punishment. So let's let's uh, let's get to that obligatory record update. It looks like you guys are tied at eleven and ten. That's what I have written down. It's possible that I feel like I may not have recorded last week's properly because I thought that's what it was last week. But in any case, you guys are both at 11 and 10. Your boy, Illegal86, Mike 15, and Steven, 3 and 1. I will be taking on Nerd Bomber this week to try and just save some face at this point. I think that's really my only goal because I don't think I can win. But uh, yeah, tactic. the floor is yours.
2: Okay, so this week's topic is the sport of curling. This is the sport where you have curls for the girls. That's, that's how you bring them to the ice. So I'm gonna roll right definitely into
0: definitely not. It. That's not what it is. But I, I appreciate this this sentiment.
2: So I'm gonna roll right into it. When did the sport of curling actually originate? And we're gonna have Nerbommer go I first.
0: We'll go first. Yeah. Okay.
2: In what year?
1: I feel like this is like 1901. I don't know why I popped the 01 on there, but 1901.
0: <sighs> Boy, it's gotta be earlier than that. That's that's what my gut tells me. I'm gonna say. This this could be one of those things that could have, like, Native American origins or something. Indigenous people's origins, something like that. I'm going to go with, like, 1600.
2: So you both busted. The winter sport of curling originated in Scotland and dates as far back as 1511.
1: Interesting. Oh, man. That's... that's, I have so many questions. Like, so... We went curling somewhat recently, and one of the things that we learn is that they kind of like dapple the ice. How did they have the technology to dapple the ice like
2: that? It was with prim- primitive stones and a couple different materials, i.e., their you know their brooms or whatever. But yeah, the Scottish figured it out.
0: Interesting. Maybe they maybe they didn't dapple back then.
2: Yeah,
1: maybe, maybe that, that was like a new on. new development in the world of curling.
2: Okay, so if you've ever seen some of these. Equipments involved, you could probably guess what the circumference of a curling stone is. What would you say it is? Uh, what's the unit? Inches. Inches. Circumference.
0: Oh boy, I have to bust out my calculator for this one, actually. I'm going to say 30 inches.
1: I'm going to use my plus one and say 31.
2: The plus one was used to great avail. Each curling stone has a circumference of 36 inches and a height of 4.5 inches.
0: Uh, yeah, well played. I never get mad about the plus ones when they're when they're done well, because that's just a, that's good gameplay.
2: Good strategy. OK, so curling has had a long history. When did curling make its Olympic debut?
1: Well, I don't know about the Olympics, but I do know it made the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I
0: like you. I prefer the Olympics.
1: <laughs> Sorry to rag on you. I'm going to stick with my original answer, 1901.
0: That's a good guess. Ah, oh, man, I think it was before that. But I also don't know how, like, the Olympics aren't even much older than
2: that. That's the problem. 1700 So Nerd Bomber takes this one. You should have used your plus one here.
0: Yeah, whatever. I'm here for a good time, not a long time.
2: It's actually quite an interesting uh, history. Curling made its debut in the inaugural Winter Olympic Games in France in nineteen twenty four before being dropped the following Olympics in nineteen twenty eight. Then <laughs> they, pl- they played it and they were like, this sucks. Then oh it gets <laughs> yeah. even more interesting. Then between nineteen thirty two and nineteen ninety two, curling was only there solely as a demonstration sport to present awareness to the sport, but none of the points actually counted towards anything.
0: Oh like exhibition. That's really interesting. You're right. Okay. Okay, one. well I'll take I'll take the well, loss well, I, I guess I still have a chance, but...
2: Yeah, you're, it's only do I. it's only two to zero. If if she gets this one, you lose. The sport has had scandals such as Broomgate. An efficient new broom was developed, the Ice Pad Broom, that made it much easier to manipulate the ice. In what year was it ultimately banned? Recent
0: development for sure. If only because it was called Broomgate. It has to have been like the last 10 years. 20, 2015.
1: I feel like this is a trick question and it was banned in 2023.
2: So illegal holds Great. on. Okay. It yeah, was, that was banned very for the 2015, 2016 season and new Woo. guidelines have then further been published since this banning.
1: So nothing I said would have mattered anyway.
2: Yeah, I nailed it. All right. So it's hit one to two. We can tie it all the target up. Target thingy. Yeah, this is huge. What is the upper end salary for professional curlers?
1: I feel like, They don't make anything. I'm trying to think of like what I know of, you know, like AAA baseball, like lacrosse, like NLL lacrosse. And I figure they probably don't even make that much because curling, I don't think like I'm trying to think of like what even bowlers might make because it's not their full time job. I think they're just really good at it and they do it on the side. But you also get like subsidized by the Olympics, right? (laughs) You can guess. I know. I'm I'm thinking I'm walking through. I I appreciate this.
0: this, I appreciate the self dialogue.
1: $35,000. Not that much
2: money. $35,000 and one penny.
1: I see you. I see you. Okay. The good. plus
2: one was used to great avail. We are, folks, we are all tied up. Professional curlers can make upwards of 100K. Oh, shit. But on really? average, most make between 30 and 40K.
1: Okay. So I was at least in the ballpark. Look at me on go. On the
2: average. The answer was the upper end. Well, well
1: but like even so still, you still we were, were in, You were right in there. Yeah, we were right in yeah. there.
0: Game, game respect game. This is the first text in we've had to do in a long time, but I'm I'm here for it.
2: Okay, so we're going to have the text in tie breaker. How much does a curling stone weigh in pounds?
0: I love this question. Uh, text will be coming in shortly. My answer has been submitted.
2: Okay, so Nerd Bomber takes it home. The, an, the answer is 42 pounds, illegal guess 16, and Nerd Bomber guess 30. It's because Ooh. I'm so strong. When I pick it up,
0: it feels like it's only 16. It's because I'm curling so much that... Okay, I lost. What else is new? uh well that moves nerd bomber to 12 and 10 according to the record that i have written down which may be wrong it moves me to 9 and 16 which certainly feels right and uh yeah next week uh nerd bomber will be hosting and i will have another chance to save some face as i as i said in the meantime we thank you all for joining us if you want to head over to apple Podcasts, leave us a review there let us know if you like the show or if you don't and uh go out tell your friends go go check out the the online warriors backlog if you're new to the show we got a lot of episodes up so uh, thank you all for listening we'll be back with you next week in the meantime stay safe and keep on podcasting